Morning. This is under the covers on every Saturday from 8:30 to 9 a.m. I'm Lisa Lang, and I'm back on the show, which looks at how the Chinese media covered some of the hot issues of the week. I'm also joined by Andrew Shun. Welcome back to the show, Andrew. Hello, Lisa. The biggest story of the week will have to be about the lead levels found in drinking water in a public housing estate. It was first reported last weekend about the government's announcement that the lead content in the water at the Kowloon Bay housing estate exceeded the World Health Authority's guidelines. Now, with such an issue, which is so hot, which puts a lot of people's lives at stake, the Chinese press have made the story the lead story. Uh, sorry, the lead story of the past week. Now, um, of course, the Chinese press have been, you know, um, following a lot about, you know, the government's announcement or how many tests have been uh, made and.、Uh, What sort of government officials have been coming out to、uh, explain about the issues? So, do you think it's very predictable what the、um, Chinese press have been doing, Andrew? Actually, I think、uh, this piece of news has been rather surprising in its coverage.、Uh, if you were to take samples from, say, today or yesterday, then、uh, everyone, of course. Having lead in water is not good news,、mm. uh, but if you were to look at the speed in which、uh, the, the, the the tones have been formed,、um, it is quite surprising. I think it's a reflection of the acumen of the editorial boards in various media organisations.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to first compliment、uh, Oriental Daily. They are indeed the number one newspaper by circulation in Hong Kong, and、right. you know it's a reflection of their of their taste because. The first response by the government、uh, was that it was the problem of one particular plumber. It all focused on one. It was actually very,、um, you know, very quick in pointing very that quick,、yes. plumber's name out.、Uh, while Apple Daily, obviously, the、uh, anti-establishment newspapers, obviously take the, took the other line and played up the fact. Well, they didn't really play it up, but I think it's the social media that played up the fact that it was China State Construction that was in charge of the building,、mm-hmm. uh, the con- actual construction of the, of the、uh, public housing estates uh, involved,、um, and hence the、uh, the netizens played up that angle. But、uh, the government came out with a particular theory, and Oriental Daily immediately took the plumber uh, uh, for an interview.、Mm-hmm. And the next day, the headline was,、uh, "Please don't blame it all on me."、Oh, you、right. know, I am merely a patsy, a scapegoat.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, the netizens immediately took this up uh, uh, first as a sign that、uh, the story presented by the government is not credible.、Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I guess for for, for this particular show. Um, that Oriental Daily has taken a very quick and firm decision that they they are not going to be standing on the government side on this particular issue,、mm-hmm. uh, and uh, this well, I guess it defies common sense to have a theory explanation so quickly, right? Right. So Oriental Daily simply took the common sense line that exists in a lot of Hong Kong people that. Perhaps we should not be so quick as to blame it on any particular individual when we don't really even know what the cause of the、uh, of the lead contamination is. But a lot of the Chinese press have also been quick to point out that you know, well, actually, why is the government so quick? You know, at this incident, to point to to finger point,、um, as if, of course, they、yes. have they are they're shirking their own responsibility. I think the Chinese press have been you know、um, quick to point this out too. Yes, that that, that was that's very true.、Uh, but you see, the pro-establishment newspaper. Uh, sort of concede that point,、uh, and now have quickly taken the position whereby、uh, we are obviously against lead contamination, but let's not focus on placing the blame. Let's、mm. not find people in which we want to crucify.、Right. Let's try to find out. Uh, where the cause of the lead contamination is, and I guess that is the、uh, fallback position of、uh, of the of the spin 
uh, cycle right now for the uh, pro-establishment newspapers. So I think, I mean, it, 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 this particular piece of news, especially Oriental Daily and Sing Tao, mm. they both very quickly came out to be relatively uh, hostile to the administration, both in its handling of the situation and mm. also its explanation of the situation. So I think it also is a reflection of who the paymasters are of these pro-establishment uh, <laughs> newspapers. Because if your paymaster, if you do not have to follow circulation numbers, if you don't have to uh, think about your readers, mm. you can be slower in right. changing tact. But if you are someone who have to care about circulation, advertising revenue, so on mm. and so forth, like Sing Tao and Oriental Daily, they were very quick. And I honestly am quite impressed, especially by Oriental Daily. Their, their mm. stance is very firm. And in fact, uh, ON.cc, their website, uh, rarely have things shared mm. by, the, uh, by the public. But um, <laughs> on, in, in stories concerning this piece of news, uh, I have seen their, 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 their shares mm. uh, far exceeding Apple Daily or, or even Ming Pao on this particular issue. Mm. So hats off to them. Right. So uh, whereas a lot of things have been quite predictable um, on this front, too, I mean, a lot of the uh, Chinese press have been trying to, um, you know, take the government to task. But, you know, of course, the, some other more pro-establishment newspapers, just like, you know, Takung Pao or One Way Pao, have been quite quick to be uh, pragmatic about the whole thing. Like, let's not, you know, do a lot of finger pointing, but let's, you know, face you know, forward. Like, let's um, do, you know, any possible remedial measures. Measures, you know, to try to help to, uh, you know, save people's lives from drinking you know, contaminated water. Yes, uh, because uh, this entire story is now happening on the with the, with the backdrop of uh, the uh, district council elections coming up in November. Mm. So as this is such a personal issue for everyone involved, um, that uh, a lot of votes is at stake. Mm. So I, I see that the uh, pro-establishment uh, newspapers have been also, or in fact, the anti-establishment newspapers have also been uh, actively covering a subset of the story, which is uh, there is a Kwai Chung estate that also has been tested to, to have exceeded yeah. uh, lead contamination levels. And the, the organization leading the charge against the government there has been the uh, DAB. So uh, the uh, the uh, pro-establishment newspapers complimented the DAB on their quick action in trying to find out the uh, source of the problem, while the anti-establishment newspapers and also a lot of uh, online social media news 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 group like Passion Times and mm. Post A Five Two, they have been trying to point out that is this a show, a a particular show that is only seen by the DAB, from the DAB, on an election year. If this wasn't an election year, the DAB oh, would be out course, trying yeah. to save... So it, the, the, um, the, the, uh, the intention of DAB uh, local councillors at Kwai Chung uh, or, or, or has been, has been uh, questioned too. Mm. So I think uh, this also is a... Is a, is, is a the re- response has been very standard, uh, but uh, because I think a lot of newsroom and a lot mm. of editors have guessed incorrectly how the people stand on this particular issue. It started out as one particular... Right. Many people believing mm. it to be an isolated case. When the second case came out, it was like, wow, who's next? Mm. And now um, there was still a lot of people who believe that uh, the problem is only uh, isolated in public right. housing estates. Mm. But because now the general wide fear, even private housing is mm. being tested. So um, once again, this is a very good... T- if, if I was a media boss, mm. I would try to identify... Uh, I would look back at the previous mm. few days of news mm. coverage and try to identify who had the acumen in trying to guess 
the pulse of the people. Mm. And so once again, Oriental Daily and Singtel wins. Well, this, this is also what I think, you know, the media, the mainstream media is actually lacking is that, you know, they become quite passive First, the government, because, you know, you, you can see that they're led by the nose by the government, right? You know, the government uh, released, announces information like, you know, late last weekend, of course, you know, to, to take the, the advantage of the fact that, you know, you know to, to, to downplay the impact of that, that incident. So the whole thing, you know, uh, um, the main, mainstream media has been led by the nose and they have been, been uh, led by the nose by the political parties who, which, who which, as you say, you know, have been doing a lot of tests, you know, as if to Try to gain more votes in the um, in the upcoming election. So instead of doing their own investigative journalism, you know, our mainstream press has been, you know, sort of falling on, you know, what these uh, political parties have been finding. That is a exceptional point because I was imagining if this story happened twenty years ago at the apex of local media. Mm-hmm. Power and financial resources. I would dare say that uh, major newspapers and media organizations would have conducted their own water test yeah, exactly. in housing mm-hmm. estates. But uh, I would say that the lack of this particular, in the, because after all, they are supposed to be reporting, right? Yeah, so exactly. testing of water mm-hmm. samples would be something they they would have considered. Mm, they would but have hired somebody. They would know, have hired a professional to to do this. But unfortunately, that we are talking about the uh, the rapid decline of mm. uh, of both. Uh, well, well, essentially the financial resources of these media organizations. So uh, I am actually quite surprised that there haven't been widespread uh, independent tests mm. by media organizations of the water samples. But perhaps this is merely a reflection of the time. So we, th- this particular news coverage has been light on facts. Because mm. even to this day, we still don't know why there's lead in the water, right? It's okay. all speculation right now. Yeah. And the, the, the media organizations has failed in that particular field, investigative mm. journalism, mm. investigating the real cause of right. this. Perhaps it's budget, hopefully it's budget, because mm. if it's merely incompetence, then we have a serious problem with our hands uh, about Hong Kong media. Well, we'll have to see, you know, if um, that's um, just the tip of the iceberg or is it just a one-off incident as, you know, the hunt for the souls of the problem is still unfurling. Now, um, the second issue I'm going to talk about is, it's of course, another uh, big event of the week, which is the, renounce- the announcement of the DSE results this right. week. Now, um, I mean, uh, like last year's and many years before, you know, this has been a favorite, you know, of um, Hong Kong press, you know, of course, you know, it's, it's a um, harmless issue in a sense, and uh, it, it concerns, you know, um, education in Hong Kong. Do you think there's uh, something surprising this year in terms of the coverage? Do you think it's been undermined by the whole, you know, sort of big thing about the uh, lead water scare? So that, you know, the coverage has been uh, sort of uh, surprisingly less this year? Well, every year, the uh, results uh, the, the results for either the Diploma of Secondary Education or previously the HKCEE exams, mm-hmm. uh, they, were, they are obviously released in the summer. Mm-hmm. And some are usually slow news days. So uh, the coverage for these examinations, I would say, have traditionally been uh, more than necessary. <laughs> <laughs> this is simply well, because of a slow news day coverage, Hong Kong right? parents, you know. Yes, that is true. And, uh, uh, but... Uh, there has been no surprise in this year's, uh, if I was to guess mm. on the day that the results came out, what would be the next day's coverage? I would say, exactly. well, the same thing, right? The same thing, yeah. right. Who has got the highest, highest scores, grades? You know, which, where which they came sec- from? Exactly. How, what's the, how many pa- students passed? Etc. Where are they going? What kind of schools they're going to be studying in? And then you throw in a few sub stories mm-hmm. of, you know, students who are achieving high scores, unable to go abroad, even though they were, have been accepted. 
very, very, very predictable. But unfortunately, I think that this has been a failure.、Um, this kind of coverage has been a failure in、uh, in describing what is really going on. Yeah. Because uh, yes, uh, the uh, the plebs. The、uh, everyday normal folk,、mm. their children are subjected to this DSE Diploma of Secondary Education examination,、mm. but everyone in the ruling class—I mean, I don't want to put class into this—but their children of the ruling class don't participate in DSE.、Mm-hmm. It used to be a minority that that、uh, opts out of the local examination system, right? But、uh, with the uh, uh, extensive, well, increasingly extensive reach of the IB exam. Right. The international baccalaureate.、Um, perhaps baccalaureate. I'm butchering baccalaureate, right? <laughs> I'm perhaps I'm ba- butchering the name. But、uh, the、uh, I didn't go through that, so obviously.、Uh, <laughs> but、uh, with the because a lot of direct subsidy schools、mm-hmm. do not participate in local examinations.、Mm-hmm. They although they do teach in Chinese.、Mm. So you know when you have a backdrop of the elite not even participating in a certain examination system, you know I would I would probably say the first newspaper or the first media organization to break away、mm-hmm. from heavy coverage of the DSE exams. Would be Apple Daily because Apple Daily has the richest、um, dem- readers demographics in Hong Kong,、right. and I am sure a substantial amount of their readership,、mm. to be honest, don't really care about the DSE exam.、Mm-hmm. In fact, the mere fact that you do DSE exam is already a statement of your socio-economic class.、Uh-huh. So I think、um, there will be there will be increasing there will be decreasing coverage on that by the more snobbish、mm. newspapers in Hong Kong.、Uh, probably by Apple Daily. I don't know how when it will start. Maybe、mm-hmm. next year. Maybe the year after that.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, the influence. Of the local examination system would definitely be well. That might be the case, but I actually also noticed that you know、um, something、uh, has been picked up by Ming Pao, in which they said that uh, um, this year the scores for uh, liberal studies uh, as a subject has dropped. And they were quick to point out、uh, some response from、uh, an education secretary to try to explain away the fact that you know this year the questions on liberal studies have,、um, uh, have been fewer about pol- politics.、What、so you-、um, they they try to you know just like、uh, as Ming Pao would usually do you know they kind of throw throw out something you know, without laying any comments to it. So I suppose they're suggesting that you know or leading the readers to think about oh is there any politics. You know, involved in this whole thing. I'm actually quite. I'm actually quite interested.、Uh, not only in the politics. Of course, the politics is interesting because、uh, you know a lot of people explain the emergence of the entire Occupy Central movement,、mm. at least the students' participation in it, right? Due to the fact that、uh, students have been taught to, well, taught to think、mm. by the liberal <laughs> studies class. But but I think more importantly is the is the interplay between tuition centres、mm. and the media organisations.、Mm. Tuition centres, if you if you walk around Hong Kong with your eyes open on buses on outside tunnels, you would see massive advertising by tuition centres. And because of the reduction in public examination systems over the year,、uh, tuition centres are increasingly h- find it hard to drive revenue for themselves. Right. And because they are major advertisers for a lot of newspapers,、mm. they discovered that they may, perhaps they could hitch their their, their Fortunes onto the liberal studies class,、mm. but because the grading of liberal studies, although this year seems to have tightened because of lower grades,、mm. perhaps it, it could be because the students have answered it worse.、Mm. But the passing rates for liberal studies have, have ever since its launch been one of the highest of any subjects、mm. for the、uh, for the newspapers、uh, for for the、uh, for the examination. Right, so I am actually quite interested how how.、Uh, Tuition centres interact with media organisation in pushing this point.、Right. If liberal studies 
which the passing of is a requirement, a prerequisite mm. to tertiary education in Hong Kong. Mm. If suddenly the government was to restrict passing rate and therefore instill the fear into students and therefore drive them to tuition centers, would, that be, would this be beneficial mm-hmm. to them placing advertisement in media organizations? And which, of course, I'm not saying that Ming Pao relies on this, but Ming Pao is known to be uh, a newspaper for people in the education industry, right? Right. So I don't know if there is a certain interplay in this, whether mm. it would drive them to raise this particular issue. Mm. But I would, I would say that that is an interesting point to further investigate. Mm. Yes. But of course, you know, this um, liberal studies has always been, you know, the point of contention, especially in, you know, um, 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 public exam, you know, questions, of course, because of the fact that, you know, there's been rumors that the government is trying to, uh, you know, sort of play down liberal studies yet again by, of course, you know, accusing the fact that, you know, because of students, uh, because of liberal studies, you know, um, more students have become more politically active and trying to imply that um, the growing militarism or even localism has been to do with, you know, the rise of liberal studies subject. So, I mean, um, I will, while I welcome, you know, Ming Pao sort of uh, uh, basically, uh, what's the word, signaling this, you know, to the public, I would love to see how, you know, mainstream press have been picking up on this as a follow-up issue well, rather think- just, you know, just... Like throwing it out, like you know, as as spilled water, and then you're like, okay, f- bye, bye, forget about it. The, you know, I, afterwards. I, I think the, uh, that particular theory explains why only Ming Pao really took up this issue. Mm-hmm. Because if you were to take something like Apple Daily, Apple Daily thinks that the entire liberal studies is sort of a joke. It's it's, it's not something that teaches you to think. While the establishment uh, uh, newspapers think that liberal studies is a clear and present danger to the mm. uh, authority of, of the mainland central mm. governments. It's, it's sovereignty over Hong Kong. Okay. So when everyone has already placed their bets on mm. this particular issue, uh, the natural, and, and, and you know, if you think it's a joke, you don't cover it. Mm. If you think it's a threat, you don't cover it. Right. right? So maybe back, going back down to the, the role that Ming Pao plays, especially its appeal to the education establishment in Hong Kong, that is why they are probably the only um, media organization that picked up this this particular phenomenon and therefore chose to report it and question it. I mean, meanwhile, of course, you know, there's always going to be concern over, you know, the tightening grip, you know, onto, you know, many facets in life, you know, by, by Beijing or by, you know, the government, the establishment. Yeah, but the other issue, of course, is about this report you know, are released by the um, Hong Kong Journalists Association. Um, every year they do have a, you know, annual report, you know, uh, released and announced, you know, to talk about, you know, how, you know, press freedom has been further curtailed, you know, in the past year. And of course, you know, this year is, uh, uh, is an, a, con- a concern because of the uh, umbrella movement. And then um, the report highlighted the fact that, you know, this year, in the past year, many more journalists have been attacked as the kind of rate, um, the main issue here. And they have got a title this year uh, saying that, you know, the uh, media caught between fires as if to imply, of course, this whole, you know, shrinking of the one country, two system uh, principle in Hong Kong. So, Andrew, do you see any sort of um, points that you want to raise um, in the report? Oh, I, I, the, uh, the, one of the methodologies, uh, I, I, I agree with the overall conclusion, which is there are increasing self-censorship. Uh, to the point whereby uh, the uh, news consumers of Hong Kong is now, I think, at the point of being misled mm. uh, uh, and without finding out the truth. 
and in news that doesn't really affect people's lives, fine. You know, I'm not happy about it, but mm. you can live with it. But with news that actually affects people's lives, I think uh, the JA's um, concerns is extremely real. But mm. unfortunately, one of the methodologies is to count the number of pages spent on certain news coverage. Mm. For example, the uh, news coverage on uh, the chief executive's uh, uh, alleged uh, financial dealings with uh, UGL. Um, he, the, the JA basically counted how many pages the newspaper is dedicated to mm. it. I think that's unfair. I mean, as a as a uh, previous radio host myself, mm. um, I was accused that I interviewed too many pro-establishment types, and therefore yeah. I am an establishment type. But <laughs> if you were to listen to the content of my interviews, mm. basically I loved interviewing pro-establishment types because I like grilling grilling them. Mm-hmm. Because I really want to reveal to the public that they are empress, they were wearing no clothes. Mm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I find myself a lot of times in tune with the Democrats and therefore the show is boring. So therefore, if you were to talk about simply coverage of a certain issue and therefore whether they are playing it up or playing it down, I think it's extremely unfair. Because if a newspaper were to dedicate many pages on this particular issue, but on every single page would have defend the administration's performance mm. on certain things, then you are not covering it at an you know, objective or even a critical point of view. So mm. I am very, I, I, I just hope that these kind of quantifiable numerical standards that Hong Kong organizations, not just the Journalists Association, mm. all of these uh, 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 um, organizations love these kind of, I, I would call, stuffed duck mm. way of describing a certain phenomenon. They think no pages covered or little pages covered means that they are protective of the government. Mm. If a lot of pages, that means they're not protective of the government. Mm. I just think that is not true. And I think readers out there, consumers of news out there have to be the uh, the judge themselves mm. on whether a newspaper has been light-handed or heavy-handed on certain things. Well, of course, the report um, uh, mainly highlighted the f- uh, fact that, you know, they are calling on the government to increase more protection for the journalists because of the rising attacks, you know, and also by signaling the fact that, you know, uh, cautioning the public that, you know, self-censorship is worsening. Do you think it's a fair comment? And, and you know, what are we to do? The, uh, the, uh, the uh, question of self-censorship, uh, information will come out. Uh, and therefore, the baseline, the last final line of defense of the freedom of information in Hong Kong is the Internet. Any attempt to regulate the internet has to be resisted with mm. the greatest vigor. Uh, they would, they, I would say that uh, a lot of pro-establishment types would like to uh, introduce Trojan horses uh, via things like uh, perhaps uh, people taking videos of themselves <laughs> having sex or videos that is deemed to be cyberbullying. Uh, and these kind of uh, activities. I mean, uh, I see on on Facebook page, Charles Mock simply posted that there is now a movement mm-hmm. abroad trying to ban cyberbullying right. or speech associated mm-hmm. cyberbullying. And uh, I, although I placed a question to him at his post saying, "Well, how do you stand on this particular issue? If the government was to introduce a bill, would you support or against it?" He never answered. Mm. But that is typical of Charles Mock. Charles Mock actually don't answer tough questions until right. he's really forced to. Well, he's he's still a champion, you know, um, against um, censorship on the internet. But on the censorship issue, uh, of course, this week's viralized videos has got to be the uh, the one taken of a couple um, make, uh, having sex in a Uniqlo store in Beijing. Yes, it's got viralized like hell. Um, you know, are you surprised by that? Oh, obviously not. I mean, if you haven't seen that video, uh, 
I don't know how you to personally have. help you. <laughs> I have no idea how to personally help you. All I can say is you have a lack of friends. But uh, on the question of that, first, the biggest winner, of, obviously. I mean, if you if you are someone working at the uh, the marketing or the public relations department of Uniqlo, you'll be opening champagne bottles right now. Right. Because yeah. just the name recognition of your mm-hmm. store. I mean, mm-hmm. I am pretty sure older people in China who has no idea what Uniqlo sells yeah. now has heard of your brand. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, that a lot of people taking selfies in front of Beijing store. You know, I'm not yes. sure if you know yes. it actually helps the sales of Uniqlo because they only take selfies outside It helps the store. at least pedestrian traffic. You mean you mean it helps increase the number of accidents outside uh, Beijing's <laughs> it, look, it helps people who actually it helps people drive people to, to that store. Uh-huh. So Uniqlo will be the first one to celebrate it. This is strictly from if I was a media person, mm-hmm. right? If I was the media consultant for Uniqlo, good. This this piece of news has been good. Mm-hmm. Uh second the second thing is that it also demonstrates how information is disseminated within China. Mm. The number one biggest media organization that disseminated this particular information mm-hmm. was Tencent through uh-huh. its WeChat software. WeChat is like WhatsApp. People have been sharing this via their private messaging systems. So uh, you see that in China, even as long as your piece of information is wanted by the people, then that particular piece of information will be shared. Uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the U.S., it has for the past thirty or forty years. Pornography has always been the fastest and earliest adopters. Well, of this, I think this is a global issue, isn't it? You know, um, sex videos is always going to be viralized. Right, but uh, the, the the most important thing is that uh, you see that the Chinese mainland Chinese has not been fearful of sharing this piece of information privately. And that is always the beginning, the, the sign of them having no fear. Mm. And if you were to actually look at the video, I mean, from from my, uh, well, I had to watch it because mm. I had to do a report on it. But <laughs> right. if you were to go, if this particular piece of video would have been, could have been shown in its entirety in a Hong Kong cinema with a Category 3 label. Uh, there is nothing that is exceptionally graphic. There is nudity, but there is nothing that's exceptional. There's no actual video footage of penetration, for example. So uh, even from a media perspective, uh, this piece of clip, uh, if you were to choose to show it with a Category 3 caveat, it could also be done in Hong Kong, which I think is a difference between Hong Kong and, and mainland as well. Well, of course, you know, we um, because it, right? this is this was also a response to, you know, of course, the government's crack down on anything that pollutes the mind, right? You know, this issue has been... Uh, has been made, uh, of course, one of the concerns by the, or picked up by the, the Beijing authorities, but of course, it, it, as a way to show how, you know, um, young people's minds have been corrupted, you know, by, you know, this. Harder. Exactly, because, right. you know, you know that you know, um, uh, the Beijing authorities have been, you know, uh, um, imposing a lot of, you know, these uh, legislation that has uh, to do with internet censorship, like, you know, this rumors, rumors legislation in, in which um, they actually put a blogger to prosecution. A blog has been prosecuted by spreading rumors, and so, and and of course, you know, a lot of the uh, mainland Chinese uh, press have been plunging into this whole case. You know, Xinhua News Agency uh, been sort of, uh, of course, accusing the young people of uh, viralizing, you know, these sex videos online, and uh, of course, once again, they uh, a um, point to the fact that you know we have to try to purify the minds of the young people which, against you know these you know moral contamination. No, which which leads and of course, me, towing the, the if, same usual line that they have been done for you know past 
decades. Of course, of course. I mean, if pornography is the big fastest, earliest adopters of technology, the second fastest one will always be the financial industry. Mm-hmm. And if you take the financial industry's perspective, if you start censoring information about your particular economic performance of companies and countries, then you would have a serious misallocation of resources. Mm. It would be a waste for the country. But for personally, you would lose a lot of money. So I don't know how the financial industry, because China is conducting a lot of financial reforms right now, hoping there'll be more participation by the public in the allocation of capital. Because the country have shown that the government can't do it themselves because of Mm. all these bad debt uh, explosions. So I don't know how the uh, financial-related departments of China, of Chinese mainland government, would deal with these particular information flows. Because if they stop these information flows by suing people, quote-unquote, rumor mongers, then they would have a serious problem going forward with the stock market themselves. So mm-hmm. I, 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 it, it has happened for the last 30 years, this kind of you know, fearful of information flow, but they are now at a juncture in, the, in their development of the financial industry that they can no longer do that. Mm-hmm. So if they start banning WeChat, for example, their stock trading is going to stop. Well, of course, uh, just like you know, the, the stock market crashed you know, the, the, um, last week, um, the Chinese authorities have always been you know, walking on tightropes, you know, trying to balance it off with you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, business and also politics. Well, I guess it's time's up. Thank you, Andrew Shun, our political commentator. Thanks for joining the show, and we'll see you next week.